0: hi pal welcome to i've got your back the podcast my name is michelle sutherland and this is a place where i want to empower and inspire you to tap into the deepest desires of your heart and discover the magic within Hello everyone and welcome to I've Got Your Back the podcast with myself Michelle. I am so excited to be bringing you another episode and in this season which has been all about B Corp. This episode is really special. It's something that um, has been on my heart for a long time and I really feel it's important to have a conversation about it and to bring some light to it. So this whole theme of this episode is the blind spots of the B. So the blind spots of the B Corp movement. And that might sound a bit weird because all the other episodes have been like, this is amazing. Like, this is a great movement. Here's all these incredible companies that are becoming B Corp certified. Um, but actually with anything like nothing's perfect and with anything I do always believe there's blind spots however with this in particular I find it so significant that I wanted to do a whole episode on it and I can only speak from lived experience and the reason that this came to my attention is because I was working with a client an amazing client who's on the podcast today Um, and that sort of came to light so I realized, wow, like there are some blind spots with this assessment, like with this, maybe not necessarily the movement, because I think the intention is powerful, but there was some things that came up that I just felt had to be shared from this lovely experience. So I'm so excited because today I've got Glenn Reese and PP Price on the podcast from Living Coco. And they're based down in Melbourne. And hello, welcome.
1: Hattie, how are you today?
0: <laughs> Great, thank you. Um, I would just love to um, ask just to just to share a bit about Living Coco. You're both co-founders of this amazing company that i have had the pleasure of getting to know more about, I think, for the last year. So could you just t- tell us more about Living Coco? Why did you start? Where does it come from? Okay. Um, so Living Coco uh, Firstly the name
2: living koko koko means cacao but in samoan it also means blood so the name living koko comes from means the the combination of all our bloodlines coming together to activate a space and what we're activating is the um, uh, creation of uh, cacao products and and many other things we are a manufacturing cacao space in Melbourne, based in Melbourne, that works with over 400 domestic plot farmers in the Pacific Islands. We're a zero-waste manufacturing space that is run via solar energy. We are all about sustainable farming practices and having um, intergenerational relationships with cacao and Samoa. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important that we continue our um, our indigenous cultivation practices back mm. home to make sure we protect our custodial lands mm-hmm. uh, we're all about uh, organic, allergy safe and vegan products and we try and ensure that our products are wrapped with alofa, alofa meaning love and that our products that they're wrapped in home compostable
0: packaging or, or um, sent out in bulk for our community. Mm-hmm. Amazing Amazing. And why did both of you start this? What was the sort of I always talk about the what's the nucleus of the company and it comes down to the, the hearts of the co founders. Like what was the pull or the nudge to start?
1: Um it's a good question. So <laughs> not many people know, but um two thousand and thirteen? No. Mm. Okay, 13. Um, I was in Papua New Guinea and involved in an incident where uh, a number of people were attacked and killed in the middle of a hike. Mm. Uh, We brought one of those gentlemen to Australia to get some surgery to help him. And through that process, we thought that we found out that they were getting uh, not much money for cacao, wet weight, about 50 Australian cents. And a couple of us got together, myself, Steve Ward, Phoebe, and Steve's wife, and we thought we could do something to maybe help this situation. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And that was the actual genesis of Living Coral. And we still are trying to work with Papua New Guinea. Quite, mm-hmm. quite difficult. It's a different environment. Um, and it was at that stage I just met Phoebe. Uh, we, I think, about nine, ten months seeing mm-hmm. each other, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, come to light that uh, being Samoan, she had some heritage with cacao and uh, the same idea of wanting to help people and improve community life. We were Mm -hmm. able to um, move into Samoa and still concentrate and look at um, Papua New Guinea whenever we can.
2: Wow. So my family grew up on cacao plantations in Mm -hmm. Samoa um, and my grandfather was the high chief of our village, but also of the district, um, we we're at. Uh, his name was Laulu was his chief title. Um, mm. His full name was Sisole John Stanley, um, mm. and he activated many different matai matai are chiefs, matai and villages to grow cocoa, mm. cacao, and he would um, support to ensure that they got a, a good price for their cocoa as he helped export it to, to Europe.
0: Wow. Right. I love this. I get goosebumps. Like every time you talk about Living cocoa. I'm just like, oh, it's so pure. I love it. Um, so why did you decide to sort of embark on the B Corp certification? Because Phoebe, obviously we we got introduced by a mutual friend, Rankin Lawyers. We'll give a shout out to them, Rankin Lawyers. Um, and when I first spoke to you, you were like, I, I want this certification. You know, you came to me thinking... You know, that's is that what, what was the sort of reason behind that why were you attracted
1: to B Corp? I think the certification is important. I think it's it's an instant way that you can be identified as a company wanting to do the right thing in many um, social and environmental areas. And although it's something that we want to do naturally, and before we understood about B Corp, we were heading down this pathway. But it's, it's a way where you can actually put a framework around what you're doing. Um, you can actually hold yourself accountable. Um, you, there, there's always something you can learn and be challenged about. And you can see what you're doing good, mm-hmm. what you can do better, and see what the gaps are in your processes. And, it, and some of it can be challenging mm-hmm. in a really good, good way because um, you, you need to be held accountable and you need to be able to um, stand by your claims, and, and in my words, be somehow audited.
0: Mm. Um,
1: and I think when, when I was introduced to it again through through Rankin and through Phoebe and yourself, like it, it's it's something that's important to us that we can be instantly recognisable as as seeking to do the right thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think. Through, discussions with yourself and going through each stage though and as a community cultural development practitioner um I came through it with it with a very different lens on well you know how how does this B Corp certification um ensure that we are telling the full story of Living Core right through to the community and not just recognizing the community as um suppliers that or customers that we are doing transactions with. also you know our elders back home the land um our the kinships and relationships with our land with nature and and also you know with our people
1: mm. probably also there's a very large pacific island diaspora community in melbourne and australia so mm. it's you know we have that connection as well through through phoebe and the business and that accountability um yeah. and that actually come through in COVID because whilst we were locked down in COVID, there was a, a number of um grandmothers uh who live here with their families and they wanted to teach their grandchildren how to make cook more the traditional ways so able to buy beans from us and, and mm. you know impart that that knowledge. And so that's a, a tremendous not a responsibility, but a, a joy of having the business that we have to be mm. you know, able to contribute to that.
0: Mm. Mm,
2: I love that you represent in a really honest and true way um mm. yeah which we used to do
0: yeah absolutely amazing and so just for everyone listening you aren't e-corp certified as yet but you're going through the process so we've worked together we've gone through the the entire assessment and um, obviously huge impact because you come from such a pure purpose and mission. Um, so, you know, I can say from a consultant point of view, there was so much alignment because you already do what this assessment is trying to help people become, I'd say. You know, so it was already aligned in so many ways. So you're at the end, I'd say, of the assessment, but just sort of gathering all the bits of evidence that we've spoke about that everyone loves, all that evidence <laughs> that we have to document improve, And as as you say, Glenn Hatley, you know, have that audit. So, of course, with an audit comes the evidence. Um, so you're sort of at that end process. I would just love to know, and going back to what I spoke in the beginning about the blind spots, I would love for you to just share your experience so far of going through the assessment and potentially just talk about some things that came up um, in our conversations that you felt, oh, that's that's a bit strange or how How do I answer this? Like, how can I answer this? How can I prove this when it's already who we are? you know? And um, I would love to just, yeah, call out a couple of things that you experience you'd like to share.
2: Um, I think to start with the language, the language that is that is used within the um, corp assessment is very different to what we would use as an organization and also from a uh community cultural practitioner lens Mm. um you know they say stakeholders we are talking about community and elders uh they talk about supply change and chains and and we're talking about you know our shared valued approach through um ensuring that everyone is honored along the way so there was Mm it was many times where I would have to ask you, can you translate that? We're like, What does that mean? Yeah, or yeah. you would ask the question and I would say, no, no, we <laughs> don't do that. But we do this and you're like, well, that is that. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, things like that. Uh, I guess going back to the supply chain and, you know, the supply checklist that, that we've mm. spoken about in mm. depth before, Going back home to our farmers and 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 having in depth conversations with our farmers back home, it's it's not a it's not an email, it's not a half hour conversation. It's a half a day of sitting of uh, what we would call talanoa is our word for conversation, but it's also our word for sharing stories for the greater good. Mm. And you need to be in a space of Deep listening and um, and being fully present, and also to you know come with without your uh, Western transactional agendas, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, come to really listen to to what are the challenges within the community and how we can support in other ways. You know we may mm-hmm. be sitting there for four hours, four five hours, several different meals, and <laughs> a lot of cocoa. Uh, <laughs> Of course. But, yeah, of course, of course, but uh, the amount of knowledge that is shared with us um, about how climate change is affecting the cacao, um, mm. how prices are then affected because of the climate change, how the uh, harvesting processes and, and timing has changed now also because of climate change. You know, there's all this in-depth uh, knowledge mm. and indigenous mm. knowledge too that is passed down to us because we um, ensure that we provide that time and space for it. Mm. Um, to call them a supplier just sounds... Weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really yeah. weird, really weird.
1: Um, I, I was actually surprised in my first dealings in Samoa because you'd send an email and you wouldn't get anything back, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you just... Because I didn't have a relationship at all. Yeah it wasn't until you went across and had this process where Phoebe would they looked at you and they went, Okay, you you are gonna show up every day because mm. so many times well-meaning Westerners go across and apply mm. the Western way of doing business. And what you what I would see in Australia as a, you know, just an inquiry about could you do this? Mm. They can see that sometimes as, Oh, we've been asked to do this. And so they'll they'll race off and do something
2: Mm.
1: spend energy and time and other resources only to find out oh what do you mean it was on inquiry you know i've planted you know x amount of trees and cultivated this Mm. crop never bought anything and it's because it's just a different language and a different way of doing Mm. business yeah
2: totally
0: was there
2: contracts in many relationships it's contract free so you know your word is your word your how much you show up to that relationship but not only that we're really blessed to have these intergenerational relationships started by our ancestors Mm -hmm. my grandfather and and prior and also you know my, my my mother and 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 her her sisters and my uncles and aunties there's all this all these relationships there that also support our business and feed into our business Mm. and carry, like, the goodwill of our business. If we were to, I don't know if we could even put a figure against goodwill because Mm. uh, it's, I don't know how to measure that intergenerational um, support.
0: Yeah. And I don't think you can. It just is. It just is the way it's been for so long um but yeah I remember I remember the moment that question came up and we ended up having a chat for like I think 45 minutes an hour about exactly what you're sharing now obviously it was more in depth and um and I think the key message was that I took anyway was that you can't just come up with a supplier checklist for the 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 family or the culture that we work with like you can like so how and and I think Glenn, you said this before, like, how can you have like integrity um, of what you're doing and being and then have a checklist that completely goes against like mm-hmm. how you operate, you know, or how you know yes. how it works. You know, it has,
1: has to be a translation to that. And it comes down to risk. Mm-hmm. And um we deliberately make we have a saying, Phoebe and I, that we don't ask anyone to take a risk that we won't underwrite. Mm. So all the way along the supply chain, like if something goes wrong, we don't ask the next person down to be prepared to compensate. We we will take that on mm.
0: because
1: it's us that wants to work with them and set up the relationship, not the other way around. Mm. So when it comes to insurance and everything like that it's it's not (laughs) fob yeah we pay all the way through and insurance all the way through because that's what we're bringing and that's what we're underwriting and Mm -hmm. we try to keep that idea all the way through Mm -hmm. and i think it's just a totally different business it's a totally different way of looking at things from where i've come in the corporate world and the way i deal with you know from 100 and 120 page contracts where everything Mm -hmm. sort of Covered off, and there's all levels of insurance and everything like that. So it's, t- it's totally different. We had one gentleman when we're in Samoa turned up on a conversation, and because he knew Phoebe's um, grandfather and respected him, he caught several buses and travelled all day just to bring us a particular roast of bean that we talked to him about. Mm. And because he had that respect for uh, Phoebe's grandfather, and it was like we didn't ask for it; it just showed up mm. and. You know, sure enough, we we said thank you very much. We compensated him for his travel and for his days' work and all that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. our relationship endures today.
0: Wow,
2: and I, I think I think what we're really lucky to have is you know a in depth relationship with the farmers, and we don't just see uh, cacao as an ingredient.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, we actually see what the Trade and not aid approach with the um, mm. exporting of cacao is doing for village economies back home. Which look mm. at the cacao trade throughout the world and throughout the many generations, it isn't a good space. You know mm. there are many farmers in other countries that don't get paid until the cacao lands in uh, in Europe. Mm. So you know they watch it disappear on a truck and they don't get any compensation. And when they do, it's it's, it's
0: nothing. Nothing. You know, yeah.
2: uh, for us, we wanted to ensure that our custodial lands could be activated respectfully and, and that people felt honoured along the way and that, uh, you know, the more we activate our custodial lands, the less likely they, they could be taken away, gifted in other spaces mm. and taken mm. away from the people. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's also very empowering for, um, for women farmers uh, and when you have conversations and it's a great initiative to bring um, foreign Pacific Island um, workers, migrant workers into Australia to help with the crop mm. but it leaves a gap actually back in the in some of the communities. Mm. So some of the cash crops and some of their own opportunities weren't necessarily being able to be looked after because at the key time, people were away. So uh, working with some initiatives to empower women
0: mm. and
1: have, what's the word, Phoebe, um, a collection of women, but there's like a, co-op. a co-op of women who yeah. have a certain number of um, cacao plants and they all look after each other and work together mm. and they've, mm. got, they've got their own independent income. Mm. Uh, which is which is a tremendous initiative
0: mm. so good i love that oh my god i could listen to you both all day just like <laughs> the stories behind this company is amazing um so i know that both of you are still of as i said going through the process now of collecting the evidence for the assessment has there been anything else that you've been like how do we go about this like how can we like provide the evidence which is true to us but still you know in the essence tick the box of this audit like is there anything else that's come up for you?
1: So we don't have a board Mm. um, but but we have uh, Phoebe's mum and Phoebe's auntie and Phoebe's auntie's chief and Mm -hmm. and and so we have a different sort of governance over the top of us. We have mm-hmm. the governance that we need to have as a, because we are a PTY Ltd business. So for us, we we understand and we believe we have to be a sustainable business to be able to um, keep our whole pipeline working. And we've shown up. We started uh, four or five years ago at four hundred kilograms of beans now up to six six tons the next objective is to actually bring a container for ourselves in so we we regularly buy and Mm -hmm. we are relied upon to buy um Mm -hmm. and people know that i don't have to go hunting for us Um, so we know we have to be sustainable business because if we disappear then we have failed in our in our intent yeah which is which is what drives us to, to come to work and and be better. Mm. So translating that is, is I think the challenge that that, that we find. Um, mm. But we'll we'll figure it out. Mm. My, that we have to co op some of uh, Phoebe's family to be um, a board, yeah, and a govern, you know governorship board or something like that, which mm. we can work with you to translate into. Mm. That sort of thing and then from yeah. that that will start to flow some of the evidence that we're probably finding that it's a little bit difficult to um yeah, up the stage. yeah. yeah.
2: but we um as Gail was saying um so my mother and her friends who also are the other parents of, of some of the farmers in samoa they all get together for a friday uh prayer group mm-hmm. and um and they all converse and talk about what's happening with the koko on the land but also with the koko that's in australia so there's these beautiful conversations happening Mm -hmm. in this and that knowledge is passed on to us so you know if there are challenges with one family or people are going through Mm -hmm. heartache, grief Mm -hmm. sorry business um we find out through our um, elders channels and then Mm -hmm. it. uh, just the way we do business, you know, the softer approach or, 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 you know, we just allow space and time for that area. Mm-hmm. I don't know what box you tick. On yeah, exactly. That, that, um, that talks about that. Yeah, um, yeah. The gentleness within business that, yeah. that needs to happen for, especially when you're dealing with micro-businesses, mm-hmm. you know, we, we still have a small micro-business. We know that anything that happens to us physically, mentally, it flows down into our business in some way one of us is mm. against stock production so you know mm. it's the same back home in samoa just so yeah. yeah i yeah i don't i don't know how to yeah
0: and i think it goes back to what you said in the beginning which is language like mm. how do you um you're talking about you have this beautiful flow of governance let's say so we're using the This sort of language of the assessment, you have this beautiful flow of governance, but it's called. Do you have a board of directors? And it's one line, and you just tick it. And it's like, how do you even provide the evidence? So that's that's probably where it fits in. But how do you even explain that? With still, obviously, some of those conversations might be sacred, or you know, you don't want to share a lot of, you know, whatever is being shared. Because some, I think, as far as I understand, some of it is sacred, so you don't want to share all of it, but you have to share something. To tick this box, you know, so our show or back up. So I, th- I think it comes back to language, like you said in the beginning. Like you're reading this, and it's like, how can I articulate this beautiful governance flow into this
1: box? Yeah. Know? So you use the word blind spot, and, and you can see how it's totally unintended. You know, yeah. it's just the framework yeah. is based on the Western way of delivering business and communicating, mm-hmm. and we trans what's the word we we're, we're across the both we transcend yeah. both, both sides
2: as a afakasi Samoan woman um Afikassi meaning you know i have european uh, english scottish and german heritage and then i also mm. have Samoan heritage so half of half yeah. um you know navigating two worlds is is something that i've been doing for most of my life and trying mm. to understand two different ways of being mm. uh
1: so <laughs> he's not looking made. at me
2: like you're not doing it well. No,
0: no, you're no. Like, <laughs> not.
1: You're <laughs> uh, I had a military and, uh, and a commercial background. So the first time I come across it, it was like, oh, what are you going to sit here for three hours? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like
1: it enough,
2: you know. <laughs> this concept of island time, you know, everyone loves that island time being thinking that it means we're always going to be late <laughs> to events. Yeah. But uh, it also uh, – I've kind of grown up knowing that it means when the flow and the energy is right, then yep. things will happen. Yeah. And as someone inviting uh, people into their space, putting out an invitation to come to your house and everything, you know that uh, that invitation, you know, it doesn't have the concept of time around it. Mm. Mm. When the people show up and they're ready and things have flowed easily in their space and it's time for them to come, yeah. you have to, you're ready to welcome them with open arms Mm. you know uh, we take
1: second fiddle to an ill grandmother who needs to be taken somewhere you know Mm. and you just once you realize that all like the village life is not not intricate but there's relationships that are more important in the village life than a in a transaction of buying Mm.
0: cuckoo
1: is going to be tomorrow and it can be sold tomorrow but my grandmother and her needs uh, is more important. It's first, yeah. Yeah, which is,
2: I guess, um, you know, values in in a uh, Western construct there, you know, it's getting that career, uh, Mm. (laughs) career, family, education. In Samoa, it's family, Mm. you know, family and kinships and relationships, but above Mm. all else. Mm. Career is probably three or four down the, the track. So, you know, it doesn't matter that we've flown all the way from Australia to have this meeting. Uh, if something happens within the village and 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 family comes first. Mm. And you know, for us, it's just yeah, yeah. family first. That's it. Yeah. And that rolls down through to our team as well. You know, uh, mm. here in Australia, it's something happens within mm. their family. It's it's family first before mm. but we'll figure out how to deal with this. You just go mm. and support mm. deal with it.
1: Mm. yep and there's a a box too which is called reciprocity which isn't in 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 any of these things it's like like what you give comes back yeah and it comes back in ways you you don't anticipate it and i think that's a a great thing about the communities here in australia that we work with and and overseas it's like people Mm. show up you need help Mm -hmm. they just show up Mm.
2: yeah and how like how do, you, how do you? I don't know how to.
0: How do you, how do you measure that?
2: <laughs> how do you measure the you know the mamas that that come through to live in Cocoa and they just want to volunteer their time and help and sit and wrap chocolate because it's not just about wrapping chocolate. It's about Salanova. We're all hanging out. We're doing something that you yeah. know, has a purpose, but we're all just catching up and. Yeah. You know, it looks like unpaid work, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, on, on yeah. the forms, and filling it out. But there's right. a, a different reciprocity there that they're supporting mm-hmm. and volunteering, mm-hmm. and we're supporting their spaces in other ways too, or even just providing the space so we can all catch up in that yeah. way. Because I think
1: in other environs, they'd be sitting and waving and doing art, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, essential things for the community. Yeah that that type of activity and, and everyone's sitting around talking
0: yeah yeah not. Activity. <laughs> they're doing stuff and and again i think if we think about the assessment like like you said went when we went through the workers section like even just the workers it's like oh that language um but like how many part-time and full-time employees do you have and you're like well there's just us and then like two other people but we have all these people that want to be a part of it, but we don't, you know, even that, like even that in itself, it's like, there's more people involved in this, mm. but they're not on, on a spreadsheet, you know, like getting paid. They're here because of
1: they want to be. Yeah. Like, we I did an activation, an art space activation where we brought a, um, non-alcoholic bar, uh, cause we yeah. do an, a non-alcoholic beer and we've got some non-alcoholic cocktails and, yeah, and that's one of Phoebe's passions is art and dance and, and so she was supporting a friend of hers in, a, in an activation and her runway collection and um, people just said, "Oh, we want to come and help. We want to come and help. And we said, well, we'll pay you. And they go, no, 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 no. We just want to come and have yeah. fun and be part of it yeah. and support you and, and that happens regularly. Yeah. Um,
2: I think, thing, I guess. Acts of service, hey. We all yeah. know it's a service, acts, uh, service to community is what activates light within us. Mm. So you know, you're not looking for monetary, monetary, mm. uh, you know, payment something. You're mm. just being able to give an act of service to a space that you know has a flow down effect, a, mm. a beautiful ripple effect to community. Mm. Um, yeah, there's, you know, the diaspora in, in Melbourne that, that show up for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love this. So, um, in terms of like, so we've sort of covered, like that's been great because we've sort of covered off so many things that I think I was feeling like this needs to be said, you know, so I think that's great. What, um, I'm specifically thinking about things that you've got from the process. So like, things that you were maybe like oh I've never thought about that and I'm specifically thinking of the impact report actually which you sent to me and it looks incredible but you've you never until you did the assessment you never thought of bringing this sort of impact report together so maybe just talk about that as something that's come out that's been good from the process and going through the assessment yeah, the creating the impact
2: report was great. Yeah, it, it felt like a never-ending list <laughs> of oh yeah, oh yeah, we do that. Oh yeah, mm. we do that. Oh yeah, we do. And just a great time to reflect on 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 our business holistically in all different spaces that we um we touch and and, mm-hmm. and navigate, uh, and also to help us explain to others of mm. what we do. Yeah.
1: Mm, that was really valuable. Uh, I
2: think it's been really valuable. Um, now that we are trying to get more into retail spaces, you know, we know right off the top. Like, we do this, this, this. Yeah. This, and you can see for even myself and uh, Glenn, and also like our operations uh, coordinator and sales coordinator, uh, Audrey Muala, we just have more confidence in, yeah. in talking about it. Which is which is great. Instead of being put on the spot and going, <laughs> yeah, you, make a booklet, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what else
0: do you do? Yeah, yeah. And Staff. I
1: think I think that through the called whole um, networking because we get to attend mm-hmm. some networking meetings as well. Mm-hmm. You're able to hit those key points that people mm-hmm. are looking for if you an instant connection and you can talk and mm-hmm. oh, well, how do you do it or oh, we do it this way mm-hmm. and then i think also in going through the b corp process when you find like-minded businesses they realize they're not competing with you they actually want to help you yeah. and so they'll share information and and you know we're quite happy to share information to people and say well this is how we do it mm-hmm. um happy to give it to you you know just amend it to make it fit yourself and mm-hmm. and and you have just much um in-depth conversations because how so many times you go to a meeting and you're just talking about surface level stuff not yeah. the stuff that really the questions you really want to answer how you know ask how do you do this because we're a mm. bit stuck and people mm-hmm. just you know happily to tell you and then that leads yeah. to um business collaborations
0: mm. yeah.
2: yeah being a business owner is such a it can be such a lonely journey and and making sure that you're doing everything ethically and sustainably mm-hmm. and trying to support the planet as well as community can feel like at times that, you know, you're the only fish in the ocean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, totally. uh, so to see B Corp certified organisations or there's also a social impact group that is run by Rankin Lawyers mm-hmm. Forum.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the
2: working group. Just knowing that there is this community out there just trying to do better hey you know we're not we're not perfect but we're all Mm. sharing knowledge and and understanding better ways to do things Mm. and planning. scenes yeah
0: yeah and that that's beautiful because you've got this sort of collaboration and open conversation between b-corps and aspiring Mm b-corps or you know or just people that want to do better you've got that i suppose the b-corp certification and movement connects you much quicker and you could so if you're if you're in the room like in a b corp room you know that you're going to have those more like you said like in-depth conversations yeah it's not surface level it's, it's about okay what what can we do here Um yeah, yeah. i love that so just finally is there anything you'd love to share about you may not have an answer to this but like any suggestions of based on your experience of going through this assessment and being, you know, aspiring to become a B Corp, is there anything that you feel from your business and your culture that could be improved? And that might be a much longer conversation, but is there anything that comes to mind just that could be improved? Mm. Um, I think to use more inclusive language, mm.
2: uh, it's very... I I understand a lot of the clients would be I guess maybe larger corporations and stuff, but uh, more social impact language uh, that is also connected to indigenous communities or indigenous ways mm. of being mm. um, could help. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I just wondered because um, we are a two management company, two person management company. Um, and we do other jobs as well. Uh, that sometimes to close the gaps can, in the, in a timely fashion, can be difficult, mm-hmm. even with the best intent. I just wondered if there's a way where you get entry level and you can start, you know, sort of letting people know more formally you're on the journey and you're m- making your way through it. I don't know if that's possible, but I mean, that's cool. Yeah. So it's sort of like got to got to be in it, and you got to get all the way through it, and then you get it. Yeah. You know, like you're through. a yellow belt. Yeah, a yellow belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, definitely. I do. I do know that they have like B, It doesn't exist in Australia, unfortunately, but they do have something called B Corp pending where you're in you can get something that says you're in the process but they uh, they only have it in some countries so maybe this is our ask for australia we need it (laughs) yeah yeah Corp pending but actually where i thought you were going to go with that when you started talking i was like oh i thought you were going to say if you're like an indigenous owned business you would come in at a certain level, because it's almost like one assessment fits all, and I suppose some there's some benefits of that, but also there's some drawbacks, right? There's some like oh, like you're experiencing. So I was almost thinking when you were talking about the gradient, I was like, I wonder if you came in at this, and then that would mean X. Oh, that's know.
1: a bad, uh, conversation because I didn't think that. So, <laughs> but it actually makes sense. Like if yeah. you you are on this pathway. Like your mm. at this grading level, as opposed, because you're not driven by, uh, oh, I don't really want to say that. Um, <laughs> we're our shareholders of our company. So we're accountable yeah. to ourselves. We don't have mm. to be accountable to multiple shareholders that, mm. you know, and, and everything that goes along with there and the processes that you have to go through sometimes to be able to um, achieve Policies and goals and that sort of stuff. Um, So, I think from that perspective, we're we're fortunate.
2: Mm. I think BCO would benefit by actually having First Nations uh, consultancy uh, coming in and supporting the revamp of the Mm. assessment. Yes. In understanding language and understanding different ways of being and First Nations representation from, uh, you know, from a across global Indigenous, you know, mm. as, uh, mm. what happens in many spaces is picking and choosing one or two traditional owners that suit uh, their agendas, not B Corps, mm-hmm. and talking about other organisations mm-hmm. and stuff. So to be able to have, uh, um, you know, a really good a board of Indigenous, uh, an Indigenous committee that can, can, can help them through this process, mm. I think mm-hmm. there needs to be more you know um BIPOC um BIPOC voices uh,
0: um feeding into this process yeah absolutely yeah. and what a great opportunity because I know they're right in the middle of revamping um their standards so we'll just put it out there let's see what happens I think something's going to happen from this podcast going out and um, well thank you so so much I have honestly this has been my favorite episode. Obviously everyone else was great, but this has actually <laughs> been you my favorite. You. You just tell us it. <laughs> no, seriously. I just, I just feel, you know, when you just feel something, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I was like an indigenous elder in a past life, but this is like so deep in me that I'm like, we have to talk about this. Like I get so like emotional, you know. Um who knows where that comes from, but I'm sure it's something. Um, but yeah, I just I've loved this. So thank you so much for your time for. Everyone that's listening, where can they find you? Where can they reach out to you? Because I, I know that they'll be like, I need to see more of this company. I want and I want the cacao, which is amazing. <laughs> um,
2: they can find us online at Living Coco. That's K-O-K-O, livingcoco.com. Um, mm-hmm. we're also on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. <laughs> <It's super fun. laughs> Actually, some of the wonderful young person deals with that for us.
0: (laughs) Yeah, amazing. I love it. Okay, well, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate your time and I'll see you soon. Thanks everyone for listening. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening to I've Got Your Back, the podcast, and our season one, which has been all about B Corps. I have got a wee gift for you because I really believe this is gonna help so many people and so many businesses. So as we know, there is currently 6,500 B Corps certified globally across 161 industries in 89 countries. And this movement is not slowing down. It's gaining momentum and it's in momentum. And I really want to gift you a guide that tells you everything you need to know about becoming a B Corp and how to actually get certified so make sure you download this guide after listening to the podcast and let me know what you think chat soon